Já viu rico namorar pobre? Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. Yes. So it's very unique circumstances that we are recording today. Typically, we record a few days before the episode comes out, but we are actually recording on Friday for the first time ever. And I don't know, it's kind of giving me some happy Friday feels. I I don't hate it. It's essentially a live show. It is essentially a live show (laughs) where I'm going to edit out the stupid things that I know that I'm going to say because I'm apt to do so. But yeah, essentially. I'm so proud of you. We have come so far in this podcast. Honestly, to do a semi-live show, pseudo live. (laughs) Amazing. Um, How are you guys doing this week? Doing good. Go first, Shane. Um, I'm good this week. It was I had my birthday last weekend, so I'm now a quarter of a century years old. Oh, baby brother, he's 25. No, I know I can finally. I don't think there's anything left like on the radar as far as things that I'm allowed to do at a certain age anymore. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I had a had a great weekend. Spent a lot of time like outdoors, out hiking. I just like left my phone and was spent some time with some friends, and it was great. It was a really good weekend. So, um, I'm tired as shit. I am exhausted. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say this. Shane, you can finally rent a car and you still have one year left on your parents' insurance. This is the best time to be alive. (laughs) I've been off my parents' insurance, though, for three years now. Why? Oh, my God. I got it through my job and I said, you know what? You can get both. Yeah, but then you still have to pay for it. Are you kidding me? I had insurance through my job, and my mom was like, so are you going to pay for your own insurance? I was like, why would I do that? You're going to make me pay for my phone bill next? Like, that's crazy. Girl. And that's exactly what happened, huh? (laughs) Exactly what happened. And I paid for my phone bill, too. And you know what? The, The big, like, so my company, here's the thing, tech companies, my millennial tech company pays for my insurance. Oh, that's right. So I just paid my code. It's great. You need to go ahead and refer me. Like I need to be in that type of situation. I need a new job. I've told you guys so many times to like I've sent you links. That's a lie. It's not a lie. Where? It's not. It's not. He has. I won't even deny it. It's true, Sherry. It's true, okay. unfortunately. Although well, we love this shit on you, Shane. You did do it. We yeah, do. I mean, I'm just saying y'all seem to love your retail and food service, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying. No, I do not love my retail and food service. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, <laughs> back. for the most part, I do love working retail. I'm not going to lie. But every now and then, it would be nice to have a Monday through Friday where I'm not like exhausted all day long every day. No, get me out of this industry. I need to I need to jump off the cliff of food service. I'm I'm done. I'm done. In fact, send the link again. I I need I need it. Doesn't your millennial tech company also give you a nice little stipend for referrals? Shane. They do. Sorry, I was on mute because I didn't want to be too loud. But yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, well, great. Let's get that together. Let's get that going. Give me some Please. money. 
please. A bitch is tired. I'm Girl. exhausted. <sighs> and that's how I'm doing. Amanda, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. So I've had a few recent changes in my professional life. I just got a promotion, which I'm thankful for, especially during this crazy time of COVID where so many people are getting laid off. Um, so I'm thankful to be promoted and to have a new job. I told you guys, I think last week or two weeks ago, I'm really, really trying to change my mindset and just choose to be happy all the time. Um, Hell yeah. Some days it's harder than others because I mean, there's a lot to be pissed about honestly but i'm feeling good and i'm feeling better now that i've made that choice to just be happy and i I know it's easier said than done but every day is an uphill battle and i'm climbing it so today i feel good every day i feel good at this point oh i love that that's great thank you i'm trying i'm namasteing my fucking ass into shape like for real cool um, I do have some awesome news about friend of the pod and politician who also happens to be my cousin. So um, for those of you who haven't listened to our episode titled The Criminal Injustice System with Joe Kimbach, uh, definitely listen to that. Joe, I'm sure both of you can kind of speak to this too. He is like a huge wealth of knowledge on racial injustice and systematic racism in the United States of America, but he's also super important as a white male ally. And he speaks a lot about allyship and how he's gotten there, but he is running for a local election. And if you haven't been on social media, watching everyone's cries for um, attention for these local elections, um, then you're missing out. But He's running for state attorney of my home county of Broward County, and he was just endorsed by John freaking legend. You mean a legend. Chrissy Holy husband? Shit. Yes, Chrissy Teigen's husband. We do need to clarify because we know who wears the pants <laughs> and that really. He has an EGOT, but she also has a cooking show on Quibi. So, I mean. Oh, my God. True. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but it was actually huge news for my family. We were freaking out. He was not expecting it at all. His campaign has been such a family affair for us. I mean, literally every single person in our family has worked on this campaign in some capacity. So to see that come through was huge. Um, I did get in a couple of Twitter arguments with people who support other candidates, which honestly... I try not to do that, but don't talk shit about my family. But we're really happy for Joe, and he better win in August. Hell yeah. Congrats, Joe. I think he is, his promotion, he is always wearing a Joe Kimmock shirt, and I appreciate that. That is commitment. Yeah, I don't even have one, which is so rude. That was my next question. Where do I get one? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you can easily purchase one on JoeKimmock.com. Oh, cool. I'm going to go on it right now. You for sure should. Um, So, Joe, we love you. We're proud of you. Thank you for all of the hard work that you do for black and brown people in Broward County. And honestly, I think this could be a huge election for Broward and for the country, honestly, because a lot of times we hear that people are too progressive to be elected into public office. And if Joe wins, it just goes to show that this is what the people want. We want something that's more progressive and inclusive. And hopefully we'll see this in other counties across the country. Absolutely. Yay. 
Um, okay, so another kind of current event. I started with the good, and I guess we'll kind of slide into the not so good. Have you guys seen everything that's happening with Naya Rivera? Yeah, it's so sad. No. It's awful. What happened? That's the real problem. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I want to. I want to take a second, real quick, though, just to touch on that because I've seen a lot of posts being shared online and a lot of like people like friends and things that friends are sharing that it was either a suicide or worse it was a double suicide where she was trying to take her son with her and i just want to say i think that's bullshit i don't think that's the case at all and i'm i'm honestly tired of seeing the conspiracies being spread i'm tired of seeing everybody only talking about the quote-unquote glee curse and how everybody's cursed and who's next and blah 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 like this is a woman who I think, from what it looks like, from what we actually know, went out with her son, took a pontoon out, just the two of them, had just made a post on Instagram, literally saying, just the two of us. And from what we know, like, so just to factor out the double, um, Jesus Christ, hang on, you guys, my fucking Roomba just started. We, we're going to need to edit that. One second. <laughs> Well, so much for a live show. <laughs> I say keep it in. Guest star. Right. First of all, all you were so bougie. Rich, talking about Girl, you better knock it off. It's not time to clean right now. Um, <laughs> it's 10 a.m., bitch. It's time to clean. I'm sorry. My Roomba just started. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But anyways, back to the matter at hand. I think that she went out there with her son. And from what we know, her son was found like by himself in the boat wearing his life vest while the extra life vest that was presumably for her was still on board. And to me, that does one, it doesn't scream double suicide because why would he still have his, he's four years old. Why would he have his life vest on? Like, I don't think he would have put that on himself. Um, And then the next thing is just like, as a base level, like Lake Piru, where they were, is a reservoir lake. It's not a natural lake, so it's man-made. It is known for having incredibly deep and incredibly cold pockets in it and very heavy currents once that temperature change happens. So people have like spoken in the past about how um, there's been you know dozens of drownings out there before, but for some reason, none of that's being spread and everybody's trying to talk about how she committed suicide or how she, you know, even worse and even more insulting to her and her family is that she tried to take her son with her. And I, I think that's all complete bullshit. Yeah, I am, I take issue with the suicide attempt narrative just for a lot of reasons. I mean, to drown by, to kill yourself by drowning seems incredibly difficult. I'm, I mean, I am certain that there are a lot easier ways if you're attempting to kill yourself to do that and also if she was attempting to kill just herself why would she leave her son on the boat by himself where he could potentially die and also if she was trying to kill him why did he still have a life jacket on i mean a lot of it doesn't add up to me like i mean in general it doesn't add up to me like even if she was just going for a swim i don't know why she would leave her son in the boat by himself all of it seems really really weird so even i think it could have been as simple as she you know, if they were in a, if they happened to be in a spot where it was just, you know, a perfect scenario where, you know, she just real quick, she was hot. She wanted to take a dive in real quick. He's fine. I'm just going to dive in and get right back up. 
She goes to take a dive in. She goes a little too deep. She gets caught by a current. She never comes up. They think that she could be, because obviously now, um, very sadly, she's presumed dead. And they're concerned that they would never find a body because of the very murky and very thick conditions of the lake itself. That if she got somehow entangled near the bottom, like her body would never come to the surface. And it's very, very hard to search that particular lake. Um I think overall, oh I think it was God. just a very, very tragic, very, very happenstance and very coincidentally just just awful situation. And I, I feel so much for the family right now. I can't even imagine. Yeah, this the circumstances around this. I mean, nobody wants to lose a loved one. But in this way, I just yeah, that's horrible. Like, how do you even come to terms with that? You don't. I don't think you do. Why did you just well, breathe like that? <laughs> because I'm sad. I know. I'm I'm also sad. It's really it's horrible. And I just hope that her son is okay too cuz I mean he had who knows how long he was out there by himself. And like unfortunately, he was the last person to see her alive. Yeah. How do you move on from that well they said he's in very stable condition and that you know he's doing as well as can be expected after losing his mom i don't even think at four years old he really obviously really understands what's going on but uh, it's there's been two different stories that have come out that i've seen where one of them was that the the pontoon boat that she rented was never returned and so they went to go look for her and they found him on the boat by himself with her nowhere to be found the other one that i've read is that another boater was out there and he happened to see it by itself and saw um saw her son on board alone and went to go see what was going on so i'm not really sure which happened but obviously it leads me to believe that one of them is that he was left alone for a little longer than the other so i'm not sure all i can say is i'm I'm, i think it's it's we're we're lucky that he didn't you know try to look for her or try to go off by himself or god forbid he fell in or something like that um but it's so sad. Yeah. I, I yeah. think what's crazy about this too is obviously I hope that the family gets some answers and understands maybe what had happened in the situation, but it doesn't seem like that's likely, which is horrible. Very. Uh, well, we'll keep you guys updated on anything that we find out. I really am feeling for the family and hoping that there's like some type of miracle in this situation. Like, I don't know what, I mean, is there an Island somewhere that she could have like washed up on? I don't know. I just, I know. I mean, the, the, the lake itself, if you look up pictures of it, I mean, it's a man-made lake and reservoirs are basically made when there's a dam put on a river. Um, I mean, there's nowhere for her to go. Like she's just going to float up on a bank somewhere and you know, it's, Typically, bodies tend to bloat whenever they drown. But like I said earlier, I mean, if she's stuck down there somewhere, like there's a big possibility that she would just never be recovered. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Awful. Oh, fingers crossed. That's horrible. At least I, I at least hope they find her so there can be some kind of closure. closure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into a kind of messy state of affairs. <laughs> if you know what I mean, when we get back after this. All right. Welcome back. 
And after that little, you know, sad break in the story, we now have brewed a fresh pot of tea based off some messy shit that is going on right now involving one of our favorite families, the Smiths. I need you to clarify which Smiths. There's so many Smiths. Jada, Will, Mm. Jaden, Willow. Mm. You're so dramatic. It's crazy because we just talked about the Smiths last week. And then it's like all of this other information came to the surface. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. This is a mess. And I don't know what the damage control could possibly be in this situation. So for those of you who don't know what happened, brief recap for you. Um, many moons ago, by many moons ago, I mean, I think it was last year, R&B singer, who I'm sure you don't know because he's like kind of D-list, August Alsina, released a song called <laughs> Nanya, in which he was talking about some girl he's in love with who's an actress, and he was like, you told me you love me, you could be acting, da-da-da-da-da. But rumors sparked because there's a part in the music video where he's looking at his cell phone, and the contact image for the lady he's talking about is a picture of jada pinkett smith (laughs) what yes it's honestly so fucking messy so this was like last year or two years ago and i remember when this happened i was like august alcina is so fucking thirsty like what is he doing and when she first started red table talk he was actually a guest on the show and that's why i knew they even knew each other because she did an episode on addiction where her mom was talking about her addiction her past with addiction and august alcina is talking about his um drug dependency problems so i knew they knew each other but i was like why would he do that that's so strange wasn't she talking about her um addiction to sex she did talk about that as well yes um gammy her mom was talking about her addiction to drugs and august alcina was talking about i think pills and then yeah anywho so that sets the scene we know they know each other fast forward to this week when an interview that august alcina gave with breakfast clubs angela yee in the interview he basically and i mean like very plainly states that he was in in a a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. He was having an affair. He claims that he loved her. He doesn't regret it. It was the greatest love of his life and that he got Will Smith's blessing. Bitch. This is... So oh my God. <laughs> the Will Smith blessing part is what kills me. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, there's, there's even more. Like, I just, I just, okay, hold on. So fine. Right. He says he got Will Smith's blessing. And this interview goes fucking viral. Everyone everywhere is like, yo, what the fuck? Will and Jada, people have suspected of being swingers in the past. So this is just like, you know, more fodder for the fire. Will releases a statement saying that he never gave August Alcina his blessing, period. Now that's a little bit fishy to me, but we'll get back to that. Then Jada posted something on social media saying she's inviting herself to the red table talk for some healing. And I'm like, I just need to know what the fuck is going on in that house. First, first of all, you need to invite yourself to the doctor to heal, but okay. Okay. You need to invite yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll go to the red table instead. <laughs> I have so many thoughts and opinions. It's not lost on me that August Alcina apparently just released an album or is about to release an album, something of that nature. So 
that is to be considered because I mean, it could be to sell albums, maybe. But also, what in the fuck is going on? What's lost on me is that August Alsina thinks he's Tupac. Because the only person Will Smith would ever do that for and admit that for is Tupac. Baby. That's a very good point. He already did that. He even has an interview where he, I think it's Red Table Talk, where he's like, I was not ready for the type of relationship that Jada had with him. Mr. Yeah. Shakur. He yeah, actually like, did say that on Red Table Talk. Exactly. Like, uh, it just, it seems a little, are you a reincarnation of Tupac? Is there something we don't know, Mr. Alcina? What's going on here? I feel like, and Jada is not necessarily denying it. Um, and that's another thing with Will's statement. He didn't say that it didn't happen. He just said he didn't give the man his blessing. So that has me scratching my head like, huh? This also all like only continues, in my opinion. Like, do you guys remember the rumors back? I think it was like in 2016, back whenever like big rumors were coming out about Will Smith, like potentially being gay as well as Jada, that they were beards for each other. And yes, yes like, I forgot about that. Only like, I think this is only feeding that rumor for a lot of people that like it's just getting even more fishy because they're like, oh, is that why you were like okay with it? Because you guys weren't really in love with each other, but uh, a clip even- recently resurfaced on Red Table Talk where Will and Jada, I think it actually might have been the Father's Day episode, where Will and Jada are sitting down chatting. And basically, Jada's like, we will be together till the wheels fall off. Even if I'm on one side of the house with someone and you're on the other side of the house with someone else, we will always be together. Huh? That's interesting to me. That seems like because that kind of to me, there's a part of that that like says like, listen, I'm all about an open relationship. That's totally fine. If that's your thing, go for it. But my thing is like, theirs has always kind of felt like this sort of business partnership in a way. Yeah, it's kind of giving me a Hillary and Bill Clinton. Which I'm kind of not mad at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of got together so that they could have someone to grow old with and then have fun. Is I'm not mad at that. I'm kind of jealous. And they have some celebrity kids to go along with it. Yeah. And Jaden and Willow don't give a damn. So their parents literally are in a consistent, I wouldn't say party environment, but, you know, they're enjoying their lives. I don't know. For me, there are a couple things that could sway me either way. Now, Jada and Will have both been on Red Table Talk and have been incredibly honest about the state of their relationship. Like, I just told you what Jada Jada said about they could be with two different people. So, it's... I find it to be odd that they would be so quick to cover this affair up because they tend to be incredibly honest about what's going on in their relationships. One... And two, let's say that it really did happen and Jada was embarrassed to have had an affair with a D-list R&B singer named August Alsina. Why on earth would she have him as a guest on her show over a year ago? That seems right. really risky. Like, it's like really, it's like, don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, I don't know. Th- those are the reasons why I'm like, I could see this not being true because why would she, if I knew that this is like, I'm sitting on a very hot secret, why the hell would I bring this man onto the show? Like he could, he could expose us at any moment. And also the fact that he's releasing an album. I'm like, that 
also kind of makes me feel like it couldn't be true. But I don't have a hard time believing that they are in an open relationship. So I don't fucking know. What just what is going on? Like quarantine has brought out the craziest details regarding everything. Wow. 2020, we are there's a glitch in the simulation. At this point, we are spiraling out of control. And there someone came from the future clearly and like accidentally told someone the wrong information. And now we're all fucked. And I need them to come back and fix it. We need a Marty. Where are you, Marty? Please come back. We well, we confirm like, aliens are indeed, they do exist. So that is highly probable. And their supreme ruler is Kanye West. Oh, my Speaking God. Speaking of, we uh, can talk oh, about that. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Kanye West needs to sit the fuck down just anywhere. Just Did just you see the statement the a couple days ago where he straight up said he doesn't care if he takes black votes away from biden kanye west has been indoctrinated what like they shot him up with something i don't know what is going on with him listen it is very abundantly clear to me that i mean uh, the details with kanye west are not lost on me i'm not an idiot first of all he is a very avid trump supporter wears maga hats like often it's like part of his fucking wardrobe at this point so the fact that he's running for president is nothing other than a scheme to get donald trump elected so exactly it's because he's always looking to make a buck and the fact yeah. that he's running under the birthday party i'm like this is so wait wait, wait wait you're lying no i no. swear and kim why did you let this man out of the dungeon that you've been keeping him in in Wyoming? Like, oh you should be blamed for this bitch. <laughs> you should have kept closer eye on your fucking prisoner, Kanye West, because he's now escaped and he's tweeting. <laughs> well, and she all she could do was retweet it with the fucking three American flags. Like, you know, she was sitting there like, wait, how the fuck did this nigga get his phone back? Like, oh my God. <laughs> well, she can't. Well, she was playing law school. He got out. So... You know, when you have your priorities, that's what happens. 2020 has lost its fucking mind. You're absolutely right, Cherry. <laughs> like, I am afraid. I just want to fast forward to 2021 because it's like, truly, what is next? What the but fuck I'm is scared next? to. I'm not we might miss a lot. We might miss a lot if we fast forward to 2021. No, I'm prepared. I can't, I can't do this anymore. My nerves are bad. Like, I can't. <laughs> It's, it's truly a simulation. It's truly the next update in The Sims. First of all, it's going to be great. The Sims 5. Did you see the trailer? Sherry, we do not play The Sims anymore. Girl, We're fine. I do. Real life. Oh. That's true. Well, We're all Sims at this point. <laughs> My Sim is currently in quarantine as well. I had her lose her job because she's quarantining with me. So That's I still play The Sims. I love that game. Um, so I guess we'll get an update on the state of affairs with the Smith family. I Jada has announced she's going to the red table. Sis, where? I mean, how long does it take to... I think I saw on Twitter someone was like, Jada, how long does it take to set up a table and some chairs, girl? We are re- ready for the episode. <laughs> this is proof to me that they're really trying to iron out the PR details. And I'm like, I need the nitty gritty. I don't want it to be over processed. I need to know what happened. And I need to know now. 
And girl, I don't care if you have to do it over webcam during quarantine. Just get everybody in a Google Hangouts party and let's talk about all this bullshit. But also, you know, the red table is in their house. So even if they're quarantining, they could do it's in the it's in the living room. Like what? Girl, go downstairs. Damn. Damn. You're not wrong. I need Andy Cohen to moderate this red table talk. Please and thank you. Nothing is more exciting to me than this story right now. It is literally what I cling to for joy. And I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. And I cannot wait to see what happens. I cannot. And I'm honestly glad that we're talking about it like today on the release of the episode. Because if we had talked about it on Tuesday, so much has happened between Tuesday and today that like we're getting this like live updates. <laughs> That's true. This might not be a bad idea. I mean, I, I may like this. All right, so we'll take another quick break and we will talk about the musical that's kind of breaking the internet right now. We touched on it a little bit last week, but we've watched it now, so we'll be back. And we are back um, from a break. And now everyone has had some time to watch the revolutionary musical Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. We didn't watch um, Hamilton on our break, just so everybody knows. I didn't watch it at all. Four fucking hours. It's How long is long. it? Very long. Very is it four long. hours? It's like, it's like three hours and 40 three. some minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, oh it's like over three. Oh yes, girl. Because it has two intermissions, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've had some time to watch. Shane, what did you think? So I think so. I'll, I'll put it this way. I do not deny the impact that Hamilton has. And I respect and admire like the, the, the thought process behind it and the creation of it. And I think there's so many elements of it that are just absolute like... They're just, they're genius. They're fantastic. Do I think that In the Heights is a better musical? Absolutely. However, Hamilton for having like the platform that it does is pretty incredible. I'm just sorry to say that at this time of year, I don't care about a musical centered around like the founding fathers and the revolution and hearing people talk about how great Hamilton is while ignoring the revolutionary messages at its heart when it's happening around us as we speak. I agree with pretty much everything you said. So I saw Hamilton once before. Um, I saw the, the national tour. And um, I don't know if my expectations were just like insanely high, but I watched it and I enjoyed it. It wasn't a revolutionary experience for me. I agree with you. I think In the Heights is a far better musical. And maybe that's why I wasn't as... Um, I don't know, enthusiastic about it, but I gave it a second chance because to see the original cast, that's a once in a lifetime experience. 100%. And I watched it and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I think like overall, like I, I will say I'm very impressed with the filming of it and the way that it flows and the production quality of the show. And I was reading some stuff about how they filmed it and they basically did, they filmed two live performances and then they, it was like two, like a Sunday matinee. And then that night they continued to film without an audience to get a bunch of close-ups and a bunch of um, just like over the shoulder shots and kind of like moving around the stage. 
Um, and the way that it flows together is absolutely beautiful. Like the way that it's it's put together. Like I wish I could watch more musicals that way. Like I wish that I could see plays that are on Broadway. I wish that I could see Hades Town in a format like that. Because like every year that like the Tonys come around, I I'm never fully aware of like the musicals except for what they're about because guess what? I didn't get to see them because I don't live in New York and it's also expensive as fuck. Um, so I think the fact that we have this really, really professionally, beautifully filmed version of arguably like, you know, the hottest show on Broadway right now is incredible. And I, I wish, I hope that we start doing it more often. And I know that people argue that it's not, um, it's like killing the art of theater and blah, blah, blah. But I completely disagree with that. I think that if anything, I think it's revitalizing it in a time that it needs to be revitalized. Is this and like, was it, was it film like Beyonce's homecoming? Kind of like that. Mm, no, because no, it, it, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not like homecoming necessarily because homecoming like while you get some shots, it's just like a filmed concert. Hamilton, like they actually do a lot of really cool camera work to make it shot kind of like a film, but you still get the sense that it's a theater production and that it's catered to an audience on a proscenium stage. Um, oh, you get the staging as well. Oh yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's literally, it's literally, oh, a sh- cool. it's it's just like as if they took like there's some wide shots from out in the audience. You never see the audience, but it's from out in the audience. So you get like the proscenium view, but then there's also like cameras on stage that are like moving around the characters and they're like close-ups on some of the like heavier moments. And speaking of that, like getting to see Leslie Odom Jr., Philippa Sue, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like some D- D- David, like all these characters and actors from the original cast up close is fantastic. And like, that's something that like nobody is, Unless you got to see the original production of it, you didn't get to see that. So I think the fact that it's accessible to get to see these incredible performances is is stunning. Oh, and cool. that's kind of where I am too. I, although Hamilton, I am in I'm, on, I'm a minority in the fact that I don't necessarily love the musical as much as everyone else. I do appreciate what Hamilton has done for theater, and it's been this revitalization that I think theater has needed and that's like in every form so in casting in uh honestly musical quality with rap being incorporated with the way that it has been a kind of widespread phenomenon i think um is something that we can't take for granted and hamilton may single-handedly save theater for american theater goers well and i think with this production alone like i think the fact that now it's accessible and the amount of views and the amount of conversation it's made like i think this is the way to get people into theater again the way to get people to watch it is like theater is a incredible platform for storytelling and if we could see more things like this and if it was more accessible to see these professional productions from the comfort of your own house and you don't have to go and be a tourist somewhere to see it or you don't have to pay a ton of money for a ticket to go see it live um just to experience the story. Like, I think that's incredible. And do, do I, do I think that people are going to stop going to live theater if it's filmed? Absolutely not. People are always going to go like there is in this country, a very elitist mentality. We talked about it last week with theater and it's a very Broadway is a very touristy thing that I think will always be around. People will always want to see it live to say that they saw it. But for those of us that, genuinely just like care about theater, I think it's incredibly important to have that access to it, you know? 
I couldn't agree more. And the amount of people I've seen who've watched Hamilton, who absolutely 100% would never, ever pay for a ticket to go see it, I think is a testament to what we can do with the reach of theater if we make it more accessible. Because I know people who've never seen a musical in person in life watched Hamilton and thought it was great and are like, oh, I'm going to check out what the Fox has coming up for next year's season because I kind of enjoyed that. I would like to see another. Yeah. And I think too, like people, I've seen people arguing that like moving it to more of like a film format, like is going to like kill people going to see it in the theaters because like so many people don't like musicals. And my thing is like, then if people don't like musicals, how come so many people went and saw the greatest showman, that piece of trash? Like how come so many people went and saw that? If they don't like musicals, they clearly do. They don't. It, there are some people that don't like it. But my thing is, like, it's not doing anything to the art of live theater. I think it's just accentuating it and it's exposing it for more people to the next time they go to New York. If they've never gone and seen a show on Broadway, they're going to be more inclined to if they watch something like Hamilton and said, you know what? Like you said, like, I enjoyed that. That was that was good. Yeah. Hello. Sorry, I had trouble unmuting myself. I was speechless, honestly. Um, I see. You know, I totally agree. Um, and that's the best thing about theater to me. I used to get a lot of like flack for this in college where, you know, the vibes, everyone watches a show and their friends in it. And it's like, oh my God, that was the best show ever. And everyone's afraid of critiquing things. Um, that's one of the things I love the most about theater is the ability to have an informed opinion on a work of art. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily get that all the time with commercial film because it's like i mean how much art was really in this you know what i mean so yeah i hope that we are continuing to move in this direction with theater i would love to see hades town oh my god i want to see hades town so bad i that's that's the one that i want most right now like uh, i just think like their theater is such a good platform for exposing like important stories and important um voices and showcasing those voices and like I saw this article where where Leslie Odom Jr. was talking about how like uh, whenever he what what really made him sign on to do Hamilton. This is what I do think does make Hamilton very important is that Leslie Odom Jr. had said like when he saw like the preview for it um, before joining the cast, what sold him on the show was watching the story of tonight with four black or four just just men of color all on stage together singing about brotherhood and family. And I was like, that's beautiful. Like that is something you don't see. And the fact that this show does, you know, really accentuate the idea of colorblind casting. I hope that we start to see it more often because while it's nothing new, it's definitely not something that was popular. I don't think until like Hamilton made it popular. Interesting. You know, I'm, I have not seen this film adaptation because I'm still waiting for the buzz around Hamilton to die down so I can actually watch it without everybody's opinion in my ear. Um, it's just, I, I don't know what it is, but I cannot watch things if it's super popular. I don't know why. I need to stop. But so yeah. edgy. No, it's, 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 <laughs> it's actually cumbersome. Like, yeah. It's it's super ridiculous. Like I just watched The Masked Singer. You guys have been telling me to watch that for like a year. I haven't and, been. I've been shitting on The Masked Singer my entire life. 
No, it's Max Singer is a fantastic show. No, yeah, it's, screw it's you. amazing. Like because it's a it's a story of rebirth, and I didn't know that. Honestly, Shane, fine. you have to get on the Mass Singer. Like it's it it literally almost made me tear up. I just can't like, get over. Great. I can't. I still can't get over the. I think it was. I was it was the, the Oscars. For, yeah, the Oscars. Whenever every single commercial was for the Mass Singer, and then they they were all asking the celebrities <laughs> on the red carpet, like, "So, what do you think about the Mass Singer?" And everybody was like, "I don't care. I'm here about my film <laughs> tonight." Like, and I still just can't get over that. But we'll see. I might give it a shot. I just honestly, you, I don't like singing shows. I don't like singing competition shows. But it's not a singing competition because you don't know who these people are. It's more like mini concerts. Like, seriously. Like, I'm not just saying that. This is not a plug for the Mass Singer. Like, I just really, really enjoy... It's perfect quarantine content. Are they paying perfect. you all for this? No, I promise. <laughs> no, I it's promise. actually good. And you also don't like Shark Tale, so your taste is a little... I never said I don't like Shark Tale. I just said that Osmosis Jones is better. Wow. But anyway, costume design... If you like theater, you will like The Masked Singer because all of the elements of a performance make that show so great. Well, well I'm not I- just saying that. I, for one, hope that we get theater in this medium a lot more. I think that we will. And I think about what it could do for theater actors. I mean, let's be real. Even people on Broadway don't get paid enough for the amount of talent that they have. So um, it would be great to see how putting theater on film pays these actors in terms of the the amount of like royalty. And so essentially what happens, I was looking this up, what Disney does and especially did what they did with Hamilton. Hamilton just bought, they just bought it out. And so there's no like royalties or anything like that, but they obviously got a major chunk of change for that purchase. And Disney does pay very well to have ownership over a piece of art. So while it's not royalty, like they still get a ton of money from it. And I think that that's a great way to expose Broadway theater actors and not, I think it could also work well for live theater in the sense that, maybe we could finally stop seeing actors who are great on film, who suck on stage being put onto Broadway in order to sell seats. Facts. <laughs> like, because Shade, but facts. No, but like truly like I can't, I can't tell you a single show that I've seen that was, had a celebrity from film or TV that I went and saw and said, wow, they were fantastic. I always go, if at best I go, they were fine, but they were, they're film actors. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be great on film and great on TV. It's a very different medium. Are you good at both? No, I'm not good at any of it. I'm just kidding. No, I think, but here's the thing. I think whether, I think a lot of these film, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think a lot of these film actors do have a background in theater, but I'll just, from personal experience, having not done theater now in a few years, um, being involved more in film and TV, I'm rusty. So like getting back on stage would take some time to get back used to it again, because there are certain habits that you develop for film or TV that it is very hard to switch between the two of them. So I think having this exposure where we almost fuse the art of theater and film could be very beneficial for the actors on stage who are definitely not paid enough for their talent. Agreed. Well, um, I think that this was a, probably our most efficient episode yet. Um, I 
am so thankful for you both for taking the time to record this with me and going on this journey with me. And I'm really proud of the progress we've made. Me too. Oh, you guys. I want to give a quick shout out to a new listener named Randall. Um, Randall started listening to our podcast from the beginning this week and has listened to every episode. So Randall, I know you're caught up now. We appreciate you for being a fan of the pod. And I don't know, maybe we'll get you involved in the pod family soon. Hell yeah. Also, just a quick little reminder to drop a rating. Yes, write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done it already. And you guys know your homework. Every episode is to tell three friends about Say La Tea because they will love it. There's no question about it. Unless they're Trump supporters because then they'll hate it. And please don't do that to us. And also don't hang out with Trump supporters. All right. And I feel like with that, we're out. Ready? One, two, three. We, we out. out. All right, you guys. We- I always mess it up <laughs> every time. Oh my god. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> <laughs>